all my friends from DFN, all my friends from Barcelona, and all my friends from Ibadan. Clap for the Lord if you're here this morning. Amen. So, truly, truly, I'm very touched that you made it to church. Wow. And um, may God honor you and may God bless you. Amen. And may God show you uncommon kindness. Amen. And favors. Shall we meet again? Amen. Wonderful. I'm going to share with you a very important message now. Before then, I want to announce you next week's Sunday is the last Sunday of the month of April. Am I right? right. Now, what it means is that we are going to have a the last that is next week Sunday, we have a very special Sunday. We call it um, Family and Friends Sunday. All those who are clapping, may your miracle come quicker than you believe. Amen. Family and Friends Service. So we are going to be meeting here. Hopefully, it will not rain, hopefully. And uh, we're going to have service for that. We're going to have lunch together. Amen. So nobody is allowed to come with only come with at least three new people. Do you understand? We invite three people to join you to the service. We are going to have a fantastic time right here in this beautiful place. I believe upstairs is going to be full and everywhere is going to be full. Shout amen again. So I am truly excited and blessed about what God is going to do and what God is already doing in our lives. And I believe that God will be honored as we serve Him and as we walk with Him. Shout Amen. I'm going to, today I'm going to begin, is that me? I didn't, I didn't know I'm so handsome, I'm surprised. That. Good luck, good luck. Is this man not handsome? Very handsome, isn't it? What a shock. At least more handsome than you. That one, I have the microphone, so I have in charge. I'm going to begin to share with you a very important subject. And like uh, Reverend Eugene said, I need for you to be consistent. Somebody said consistent. consistent. I didn't hear you. Consistent. Like, I didn't hear you. Now, consistent means all the time. Am I right? Consistent means be present all the time. You know, when you when you're consistent, that is when you enjoy the beauty of everything. Now, in life, you cannot be uh, hit and run. You cannot just be here today and tomorrow you're not around. You don't enjoy the full benefits of the blessing of God. Say amen. amen. So I need for you to be, if you are here today, make sure you come again next week and the week after until I finish this very important series. And I call it The Seven Great Principles. Somebody say, The Seven Great Principles. I didn't hear some of you at all. Say, The Seven Great Principles. Amen. amen. I'm going to show you the seven great principles that govern life. Life is governed by principles. And you need to know these seven that can guarantee you a certain understanding of life. Because without understanding, Sheriff, you are lost. So you need for God to give you understanding. So I pray for everyone here, Ezekiel, 
I'm praying for you that by the end of this series, your life will be totally transformed. Let us see the new church your loudest. Amen. So I'm going to start today and we are going to pick up from here. Hallelujah. But I tell you something, if you are sitting in church today, you are not an accident. Lift your right hand and say, I'm not an accident. Say, I'm not a mistake. There's a plan for my life. Do you know that sometimes you can assume and you can think that you are here accidentally? What's my what's the name again? Zara, very good. Zara. Do you know the sense? Oh, just accidental that we bump into each other and invited him to come to church. No. The Bible said the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. Can I have an amen? Yeah. See, and nobody is an accident. Right, right. Once again, lift your right hand and say, I'm not an accident. Do you know that sometimes even parents, when a parent, sometimes when a, a, a woman is pregnant, some pregnancies are not planned. What a shock. Say, what a shock. <laughs> some pregnancies are accidental. Sometimes, some of us are products of entertainment. Your father and mother were having entertainment on Saturday evening. Before you discovered your mother was pregnant. And your father was angry when your mother told, told him that he was pregnant, she was pregnant. What a shock. So you see, the world may feel that you are a product of entertainment. So you are not planning. I can tell you something. You know, when I, my, my mother, you know, discovered Several years ago, I was born in 19, mind your own business. Now listen to me. When my, when my mother discovered that she was pregnant, my father was not happy. What? Because at the time of their marriage, it was a time when the marriage was on rocks. It wasn't working. And so they were planning to divorce. When she discovered she was pregnant, are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, this is what I'm saying very well because I'm going to begin a very important series that will change your life forever. Now, listen, Tiffany, are you there? Now, you see, when my mother saw she was pregnant, I mean, my father was not happy. So, they decided, right, they decided that this child should be aborted. What a shock. And yours truly should be aborted. So, my mother went to see a pharmacist who gave her some medicine to take. And she took the medicine. One week, two weeks, three weeks, one month, the baby was not coming out. What a shock. What a shock. Are you there? The baby wasn't coming out. And then my mother decided to go and see a more qualified pharmacist. So when the pharmacist Look at the medicine that she had been taking. You know what he told her? He said, Madam, this is a wrong medicine. She, he told her that this medicine, when you take it when you are pregnant, the baby gets stronger. Give the Lord a somebody. So he told my mother that it is too late to abort a child. But the child has grown too strong. So when you abort a child, you and the child would die. And my mother was not ready to die, so she kept me. But actually, God kept me. 
Clapping your hands for the Lord, somebody. I'm not talking to anybody here. So I'm telling everybody sitting here that you see, for me, I was not supposed to be. But somehow God had a big plan. I don't know where you where you came from. I don't know how your life has been. But I came to submit to somebody here. You are not an accident. There's a plan and purpose for your life. May God's purpose be fulfilled in your life. May God's purpose be fulfilled in your life. May you experience divine, divine, divine encounters. Shout amen again. Are you still here? Can I preach? I'm preaching like a house on fire. Hallelujah. As I'm preaching like a, the dog chasing a rabbit. <laughs> Now listen to me. So you see, my although my dad, my mother, and my father planned it, but God keeps us. So you sitting here, it is God's ordained purpose for you to be where you are. And when I look into my life, I've had so many experiences, so many things have happened, good, bad, and ugly. But all through it. It's a work together for my good. Yes. I see God's purpose in working together for your good. So, seven great principles. Number one. Now, first of all, tell your script, tell your Bibles if you have the Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. I'm preaching for a short time, sir. I'm happy to see you. God bless you, sir. Now listen, I'm preaching for a short time. I'm going to, I promise you that by three o'clock I'll finish preaching. What a shock. <laughs> no, I, I promise you. I won't preach for a long time at all. By three o'clock. Only four hours. Only four hours. <laughs> if I finish, if, if by 2.30, tell me the time, then I will end. I will summarize. Don't worry. I told you before, the brother who came to church and the pastor was preaching. And the pastor preached so long, the brother got up and was walking out. And the pastor got upset said, hey, where are you going when I'm preaching? The man said, I'm going to have a haircut. <laughs> and the pastor said, hey, where are you going when, where are you going to have a haircut when I'm preaching? The Bible says, do not quench the spirit. The man said, when I was coming to church, my hair was not grown. <laughs> the preacher was so long that he said, grew in church. <laughs> what a shock. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17. It's on the screen, and I want everybody to read it out loud and clear. Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Are you ready? Yes. Can we go? Yes. Ready, go. Yes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Okay, one more time. Ready, go. Hallelujah. Therefore, look at it. Therefore, if any man be in Nigeria, is that what he said? Therefore, if any man be in New York, how many of you would like to be in New York? Can I see a wave of your hand? Not even one person wants to be in Nigeria. You all want to be in New York or Amsterdam or uh, where else? Germany, Italy. 
Istanbul, what a shock. <laughs> Why don't you want to be in Nigeria? Nigeria is nice. It's not that's nice, it's not nice. Hey Zara, be careful. No, everybody wants to be somewhere, especially in Africa. If you go to our embassies, you're going to see queues because everybody wants to fly out. Yeah. I, I've been to so many countries, there's no corner of the world that I've not seen Nigerians and Ghanaians. I've been to more than 40 countries. Countries, the remotest places. Remotest, I, I, I think last year I was in uh, Papua New Guinea. It's an island, you'll be there. It's an island of Australia. Um, way, 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 way into Australia. Australia. As walking when one black man ran to me and started speaking Yoruba, I said, I'm a Ghanaian. It got, it got just met a, it got just a black, he was very happy because met a solo African. We are what? Ghanaians, Nigerians, Congolese, anywhere in the world. Now listen to this. Therefore, if any man be in London, I'm not saying you go to London by the grace of God. Say, I receive it. It'll happen. So if you go for holidays and come. Two weeks, you're back. Two weeks, you're back. Two weeks, you're back. I see it happening to you in Jesus' name. One time, within two weeks, I traveled to six countries. Two days, two days, two days, two days, two days, two days, two days. And I arrived back. You will be there in the name of Jesus. Anyway, let's stay with the word. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. This is one of the commonest things we see here. You know, the other day we were looking for accommodation for some friend. And someone told us that there's a new house at, at Molotov. So we went there and we saw that it was told it was renovated. What? So I, I realized that some people, when they say new, it means renovated. <laughs> what a shock. I mean, when you see some of these beautiful ladies sitting here, what is on their hair? It's not their bare hair. <laughs> Can I continue preaching? I said, can I continue preaching? Weave on. And then when they shake it, you think it's not a real one. It is renovated. When they go to the salon, they sit there and they renovate their head. What a shock. The other day, I had the lady and I started sneezing. I said, my sister, your hair is smelly. She said, oh. I said, I'll give you more to go and wash your hair. And she charged me a lot of money. When I went, I told my wife, my wife said she overcharged you. When I saw her, I said, bring the chain. Is that for another day? What a show. You see, a lot of times, we take renovation to be new. But the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, you are not renovated, you are new. Say amen. You are what? You are what? You are what? It means that, it doesn't, it, it means that if one says something is new, it means that it has never existed before. Mm. I'm not teaching some English in church. Yes. The thing has never, born. it has never existed before. That's what we call new. Amen. Amen. 
If you wash your clothes and iron them, they are not new. They are the wash and iron. If you polish your shoe, yesterday we were walking when one of our one of my sons, his shoe opened like a fish in water. So he couldn't walk anymore. He was walking like this. Because when he lived, what a shock. When he lived, when he lived the leg, the shoe is opening like this. So as we were walking, then he saw a cobbler and said, I've seen somebody who can renovate my shoe. That's renovation. That's not new. You understand? But I'm talking about new. Somebody say new. That's if any man be in Christ, not in church, but if you be in Christ, you are a new creation. Your pain has never existed before. Can I preach to somebody? Ask your neighbor, is a man talking to you? Is a man talking to you? So if you are afraid, all your neighbors see and pull the ear and say, you are the reason for the message. I mean, I said, pull the ear and tell you are the reason for the message. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So the day you came and said, Lord, I lift my hands, I give my heart to Christ. The day you said, Lord, I give my heart to you, I open my heart to you. Jesus, come and be my Lord and Savior. That day, you became a new person. I know that the reason why you are quiet is because you can't feel the newness. But I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible. You see, I'm telling you, this series that will change you forever. Say amen. I saw you, it's not you. I'm happy to see you. You must not miss even where is Titi? Where's your sister? She couldn't make it. Wow. Next week she must come. And three more people. Amen. Amen. Now I'm saying to everybody here, listen to me, that something new has taken place if you give your life to Christ. Newness. Newness. Your pain has never existed before. Are you in church? I said, are you in church? Right. So, number one, the first principle that I'm going to show to you, you can, if you can write it down, write it down, because I'm going to give you two out of the seven. And we can continue next week. I'm going to be ending shortly. Number one, man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. Man is a spirit. What's your name? Daniel. That is Peter's grandson. Am I right? Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. Let's all say it together. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. One more time. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. For the last time. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. Amen. Now this is very important. Not the principle. I said seven. I'll give you the first one. Man says he has a soul lives in a body. You are a spirit. When I say man is gender, uh, whatever. So you are what a man or woman. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. As you sit here today. But as you sit here today, we see you, you are smiling, you are dancing. But the real there is a spirit that nobody sees. She has a soul 
and she lives in a body. So this girl you see here, this is the body, this is the house of the millennial lady. Because when somebody dies, his, it is not his body that is there, it is the person, the real person who lives inside, who has left. The, the, the body is just a house. Toby, do you understand? The body is just a house that you are living up. If you can understand this, your whole life will change forever. Come on, can I continue teaching? Can I continue preaching to somebody here? Listen carefully. Lift your hand and say, I am a spirit. I have a soul and live in a body. One more time. I'm a spirit. I have a soul and live in a body. Good luck. That is the, that is the case. So I said, when you see a lady, when you see a gentleman, somebody walking around, don't just look at the person's sister and say, this is the person. This is the person's body. This is the house in which the person lives. The Lola lives in this body. But in real Lola, when the time comes and after, I don't know which age she may die at the age of 99 or 27. Now, when the time comes for her to die, it is not her, it is her spirit that has left her body. When the spirit leaves the body, the body dies. Because she is a spirit. She has a soul. That's right. And she lives in the body. And I said, explain all that as we carry it along. But now listen to what I'm saying. Let me show you the scripture. Turn your Bible quickly to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Right. You need to understand this all. Because if you don't get it well, you will, you will have a misconstruction about why things happen, why you do some things that you don't want to do. How many of you have done something that you didn't want to do before? Can I see your hand? No, if you're, if you're genuine, you have done something that you didn't want to do, but you did it. Can I see your hand? And you ask yourself, ah, I feel like I'm born again. I feel like, how come I still have the same feeling? How come I still do the same thing? The reason is that you have not understood it well. I'm telling you. What a word. What a, what a, what a word. Say what a preacher. What a word. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read to you. And the God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you in church? At the back, are you in church? If you are at the back, at the back give me a wave at the back. Are you coming along with me? Are you hear what I'm saying? Now, Paul, Paul rightly said that the very God of peace satisfy you holy, and I pray that your whole what spirits and what soul. and what whole spirit, soul, and body gift. Are you there? Looking very different because of the additions. <laughs> what a shock. We can accept it. You see, the reason, you see, so you are spirit, you have a soul in the body. The reason why we focus on the body is because we often think that you are against the body. That is why a lady will wear lipstick. Who's, is it mascara? What do you use here? Pardon? Concealer. Concealer. It consists of the holes. <laughs> They do the, the concealer 
They do that. They, they, they do that. Filling the gap. Filling the gap. Oh, shock. They put the false teeth and everything, and they are walking around. We are. We focus on. Look, as we are sitting in church, eh, all the ladies sitting here, there are a lot of additions in your life. And if you open your bags, we'll be sure what is in your bags. There's a mirror, there's a lipstick, there's a face powder, all of it in your bags. Should we attempt? Should we search the bags? I shouldn't. I shouldn't go there. I won't go there. I won't go there. No problem. We want you to look beautiful. It's nice to be beautiful. All the brothers who are not married, may God give you beautiful wives. Let every brother shout, Amen. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen carefully. I'm saying that you must understand, place the emphasis where the emphasis must be. Don't emphasize on the wrong things. Tolani, not on the wrong things. Because you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. So the emphasis must be placed at the right place. I have been a pastor for many years. I've seen people die. I've buried all types of people. But I've seen people, you know, when they die, they change. I've seen cops, dead bodies, and you cannot even recognize them. Because some of them died in accidents. Everybody. And so they were, they, were mis they, were, they were disfigured. The anger was so bad, they were totally disfigured. So when you look at the person's dead body, it's different from how she was, but how he was when he was looking at But the spirit is the same. Can I have an amen? Lazarus has preached to you about Lazarus and the rich man. When Lazarus went to heaven, and the rich man went to hell. Bible said that Lazarus, the rich man lifted up his eyes and he could recognize Lazarus. Now you see, when this world is over, we will be able to recognize ourselves. When I see Sheriff, I see in hell, I say, Sheriff, remember, remember the church, the church when we started the church in Cutting Gate Hospital. I said hospital, hotel. Remember when we started? No, listen, we're not going to be here forever. We're going to build a beautiful cathedral. Somebody shout your loudest, amen. They're going to build a cathedral and seat more than 5,000 people. Let those people clap their hands. It's going to happen practically. God will bless us. God will help us. Like Reverend, you just said, this is our sixth Sunday in this place. And God is already lifting us and blessing us up. And we are going to move out into our own cathedral. We will buy a land and build it. And you too will build your own house. You will not be a tenant forever. You will be a landlord. You will own your own property. Heaven will lift you up. You will not be a beggar forever. I said you will not be a beggar forever. Your destiny will change. Your destiny will change. Heaven will change you. I said I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go back. So I'm saying that 
You see, you need to understand the first principle. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and lives in a body. So, you must tell yourself that your real you never dies. The real bright never dies. The day you somebody is dead, he's not dead. The spirit has left the house. When you live in a house or you live in a hotel, you move to another hostel. You say the hotel is 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 called. You see, is the is, is the person who lives in the house but not the hostel. But the hostel is still a shell. It's a shell. Amen. I said amen. amen. So quickly, quickly, quickly. Is it yet ten o'clock? Oh, it's only nine fifteen. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So everybody here, listen to what well, I said. I'm giving you two, only two principles. And then we close. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 9. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 9. Scripture says, Furthermore, we have had service of our flesh. Who corrected us? So we have fathers of the flesh. Your biological father. My biological father is called Mr. Saki. Do you understand? He is my biological the father of the flesh. In the flesh. He is my biological father. Amen. And also, and we give reverence to them. Shall we not much rather be in subjection? Unto the father of spirits. So you see, my father is my father in the flesh. But God is the father of all spirits. Somebody say amen. God is the father. Shall we not give reverence? Shall we not be in subjection unto the father of all spirits? God is spirits. And we need to be subject to the father of spirits. Somebody, somebody tells you, oh, Reverend Eugene, your son looks like you because you are the father in the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. He looks like you. Or you look like your mother because she is your mother in the flesh. But we have a father of all spirits. So as you sit here, you might be subject to the father of spirits who is God. Hallelujah. Yes. I said hallelujah. Yes. And he's working in our spirits. When you came and gave your life to Christ, something new happened to you. Your spirit was translated. The day you said, Jesus, I give my life to you. I'm making a lot of my life. Your spirit was born again. What he said, you are born again. It means that the one that nobody said, because the day you said, I give my life to you, I'm, 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 I'm born again. You are still here, failure, still fair. Am I right? What's the name? Christiana. You are still fair. If you, 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 you the fact that if you are short, you are short. When you give a large you can't even become tall suddenly. You are just as your physical body is just as it is. Am I right? But something has happened. There's a, there's a transformation in your heart. Right. Something has taken place. That nobody can see, even you, your eyes can see, but heaven knows it down. Heaven said that this boy sitting here, this bright young man sitting here, he has got a new spirit. There's something new about him. 
His hair is the same. His beard is the same. Am I right? But there's something that is changing in the spirit. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be showing you what it means. You see, when you're changed and all that, we're going to move into several things. But the second point I need for you to understand today before we close. So that's what the principle number one. Man is a spirit. Now say this way, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. I live in a body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Amen. So now, if you are a spirit, if you are a spirit, you have to say, why do you give more time to your body more than your spirit? It's like you degrade the house. But the person in the house, you don't take care of it. One day somebody's uh, father, mother-in-law was coming to visit her. So the gentleman told the wife, my mother is coming. So the lady was spending the time cleaning the house, mopping the floor. I mean, the correction because her mother-in-law was coming to the house for the first time. So she did all the decoration. And so my mother is coming at 9, 9 a.m. 7 a.m. I mean, the lady got up 5 a.m. working in the house to impress her mother-in-law. She did all that. She made all sorts of food. Said every meal, every food you can imagine, she had cooked it. And she was just waiting and all that. And at the point she was tired. So she, I mean, she was hungry. So she made herself a cup of tea. And as she was, she was in her 90, as she was working, she, I mean, she made a cup of tea. The tea spilled into her, her dress and so on. And she didn't mind because she was preparing the house for her mother-in-law. She didn't realize that it was 9 o'clock. She was there when the doorbell rang. And when she opened, the mother-in-law was there. And when the mother-in-law saw her, that is her son's wife, he, she called, she dressed in a terrible nighty tea all over her body, and the whole was looking very messy. She called her son and said, is it the house help? What? Is it the house help? You know, the lady has focused on the house. And I've forgotten and do her hair like you done your hair. <laughs> she has forgotten. Do you understand? That's why my wife, I bought her several weeks. I said, I told her. I mean, when I buy, I buy, I buy with anything, I buy for her. I said, just wait. Shut, shut. Nobody knows what's under the hair, I tell you. When you move the hair, sometimes you'll be surprised what is under. But just wait. And then you look like this. Anyway, so the second principle that I need you to understand as we get ready to close the service today. You want to know principle number two? Yeah. And you want to know principle number two? The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. I'm going to tell you seven principles. This is principle number two. If you missed number three, number four, number five, number seven, it's better you didn't come. So the spirit of the unsaved man is what? Is dead and desperately wicked. Can we all say it together? The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately. One more time. The spirit of the unsaved man is 
before the last time, so you are not saying me. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. So you see, we see that when you are saved, you are saved. But when the person has not met Christ, the spirit is dead. Peter, is that Peter or, or um, yes, 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 yes. Just priest, the Lord of saved man is dead and what? Desperately wicked. When a person has not met Christ, his spirit is dead. If you are not giving your heart to Jesus, your spirit is dead. The Bible says that in this particular week, let me show you a scripture and then we close. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17, 9. In the weeks ahead, I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit for everybody. Okay, and we feel the Holy Spirit and the power of God shall take you to another level. Shout Amen. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse number 9. Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart. Good <laughs> luck. You see that? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Some of you young ladies, has a man told you I love you and you discovered that man was lying before? Can I see anybody who will tell me the truth? Ladies, ladies, only ladies. Ah, you, you experienced it. You, you also experienced it. What? Yes. What a shock. The man said, I love you, I love you. If I don't, what, 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 one young man told another lady, when I hear your voice, I had to move from the left to the right. Daddy, unfortunately, the young men, young men of today, they believe The man is lying. If you, oh, don't say that. Oh, don't say that. Oh, brother Jimmy, don't say that. Oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny. Oh, even your voice. Oh. I tell you, look, people are bad. That's what I said. The heart is deceitful. Deceitful. People can't deceive. And that's why I, I, one day I went to a mental hospital. I met a lady. She was she's marching like a soldier. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. What happened? Her heart was broken by Johnny five years ago. So, don't be old Johnny. Don't be old Johnny. I said, look at what Johnny has done to this young, beautiful lady. Oh. You are quiet. I'm preaching to you. May you never be deceived in Jesus' name. I said, May you never be deceived in Jesus' name. The heart is deceitful. Deceitful. This is what you can work for someone, the person won't pay you because they're deceitful. And not only men who deceive, women can also deceive these days. More than men. More than men. Tato Shatabat. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Sending you message. And the same message is to three other boys. It's a broadcast. <laughs> what a shock. Because our hearts are 
deceitful. The heart of the unsaved man is deceitful. Deceitful. And also desperately wicked. All the wicked acts we see in this world because the acts are not saved. I remember I was in Switzerland the other time. I was in this in Switzerland when I met, uh, I, I went for a convention in one of our churches. I prayed for everybody in the church. There was a lady in her mid 40s, I believe, or, yeah, or, or late 40s, I think. I prayed for her, and then there was a man sitting at the back. And then the pastor told me, that is the lady's husband. I called him and I prayed for him also. I traveled, I, I was there for two weeks and I went to London. I was in London when I got a call from my pastor. He said, where are you? I'm in the at 3 a.m. I said, oh, what, 3 a.m.? I'm, I'm in bed, I'm not a witch, I'm a wizard. I'm 3 a.m., I'm asleep. <laughs> then he said, please wake up, I need to talk to you. He said, do you remember the lady that you prayed for? She, he described her. I said, yes, I remember her very well. He said, she's dead. Yes. Somebody. Very beautiful, proper looking lady. I mean, really proper looking. Very uh, 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 elite. Then when I said, what happened? He told me that this lady had gone to her friend's house. They've gone to have a Bible study. In the evening, she was going back home. So she took the train, got off on the, the, at, at her stop, and now my husband comes to meet her, and then they go home. Batman met her, and then uh, they were walking home. It was about just 8 p.m. As they walked in the alley towards their home, when they got to a place, the man pulled out a knife from his inner pocket. Sliced the wife to the stomach here like this. But all the intestines touched. It's why they had four children. I've known them for a while. The man, and when the, when the woman died, they carried the woman, put her behind the garden, and covered her with a cardigan. What? So I said, what? Where is, the, where is the man? What are they? Have the police arrested him? What is that? What is going to happen to the man? The pastor said, take your time. Tell me, I want you to know what's going What they arrested him? And the man is also dead. What happened? After he murdered his wife, he went to the train station, waited for the first train, and jumped in front of the train. And the train mashed him. I tell you, I went back, I, I saw the woman's body, but what was left of the man, you couldn't see. That you shot them to collect the left This is a man married to the woman for several years. Four grown up children, lovely children. The man had money. He used to work for United Nations and Dollars. I mean, any amount of money, he can travel anytime he wants to travel. They are beautiful. Go to his home, beautiful home. I mean, a beautiful home with, with cars. Anything, any food he wants to eat, he can afford it. Anytime he wants to travel, he can afford it. He didn't lack money. He didn't lack. What would make a person do this? What would make a, 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 a
of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. There's a long story to it. I tell you, there are families that I knew very well. There's a long story to it. I don't have the time to go into all that. But I'm telling you that as you sit here today, you see, if you don't have Christ, you'll be surprised what you can do. But the heart of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. You have not, you have not made a big person before. I'm telling you. Are you still in church? Yeah. I said, are you still in church? How many of you are hearing me as we end the service this, this morning? That is why you need Jesus in your heart to take away, Bible says, I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll take away the stony hearts and give you a heart of flesh. A heart that is yielded to God. Because if your heart is not yielded to God, you'll be amazed what you can do. I tell you, people poison people. Are you here? Yeah, We are going to be ending the service. You are blessing me. Next week, I'm going to continue. Now, listen. Listen. I'm going to be around next week. Can I see you by show of hands? Can I see your hand? Oh, please, if you'll be here next week, Sunday. Can I see you by? Yeah. I'm not seeing your hands. Please lift your hands if you're going to be here. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to be here next week because you should. Oh, no, let me see your hands if you would. Because you cannot afford to miss any of the series. Hmm. Are you going to be here? Are you going to be here? Are you going to be here? Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. And I'm going to be preaching to you. I'm going to show you so many, many more things. I tell you. I've been, I've seen all sorts of things in my short life. And I was in school. I mean, so many things I can't tell you. But I've seen hearts which are dead and wicked. Because they are not like Jesus. And they are not like Jesus. Look, all of us sitting here, we are capable of doing something. Except by Christ. It's only Christ. Because we have been offended. You have been disappointed. You have been let down. You have been cheated by people. And sometimes the revenge in your heart will want to make you, you, you feel like doing something. But I'm telling you, it is the grace of God that is keeping you. It is the blood of Jesus that peace. When I was in school, and because, like I told you, because my father was expecting me to be born, throughout my life, he didn't look after me. I grew up with, with, with revenge. I grew up with bitterness in my heart. Because of the struggles I went through in life. All through school, every time people all school fees, my name is number one. If my name is number two, it's a mistake. So when they come to the class, they say the first student all school fees. Number one, the whole class will go. He ate his son. Because I have to be number one. If I'm number two, it's a mistake. Take a picture, Okay, thank you very much. Now listen, I'm telling you, it should be a mistake. So I said, oh, and I was quite good in class. I grew up with such pain in my heart. With such anger and bitterness. I knew I could not revenge whatever I saw, but I told myself I would do well. And whatever, and also the ideas as I grew up. Finished secondary school, went to university, finished my law course, and I started working as a lawyer. I, 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 was, I, was, I was, in Ibo, I, I, I wear my suit as a lawyer, I wear my gown and, and my wig and all these things in my heart. 
there were three bitterness. And so everyone is a inside of me. Inside of me. I'm telling you. My profession could not change. Only Christ could change my heart. Somebody shout amen. Don't talk it to anybody here. Listen, I'm here to challenge you with all your debt in Christ. Life without God is a losing game. I'm telling you. It's a losing game. You live your life without God. You'll be amazed because the heart of the of an statement is dead and desperately wicked. Look at the wars we had in, 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 in Africa, Sierra Leone. They will take somebody's hand and they will use, uh, what do you call it, saw to cut off. Don't make this for short sleeves. <laughs> you go, I will put your hand in and ask if you want to lose your short sleeves. And don't you cut your hand there or you cut it here. And they use a shovel. Without anesthesia, they will shove and they will cut off. They will use a saw to cut the saw off your wrist or your arm. How will human beings do this? It's wickedness. Without Christ, your heart is wicked. But I pray for everybody here. May Christ rule in our hearts. Number three. We we'll continue next week. Wow. Stand to your feet. Thank you. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Are you blessed you came? Are you excited you came? Will you be here next week? I'm going to continue. I'm going to give you two, three more points. It's a very special Sunday. Like I said, everybody must invite at least three people. Three people. Because we are going to have an amazing time. After seven, we're going to have lunch together, lunch and have just fellowship. And I believe it's going to be powerful. The last Sunday of the month is a special celebration Sunday. Lift your two hands with me, everybody. Yeah, lift your two hands up to the Lord. Talk to God. Talk to God. Everyone lift your two hands to God. Talk to Him. Tell Him how much you love Him. Tell Him the Lord you already rule in my heart. I want you to rule in my heart. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. We lift our hands to you. We lift our hands to you. We lift our hands to you. Everybody lift your two hands up high. Every one of us here. Lift your two hands up high. And talk to God. Say Lord touch my heart. Shake my heart. Make me a brand new person. Show me your way. Teach me your path. I pray. I pray. I pray. Touch every single person here. Every single person here. Let your presence, let your power work in our lives. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask everybody here. You can put your hands down for now. Before I sit, I'm going to ask if you came today. Maybe somebody invited you and you came to Loyalty House International, Ibadan. You want me to say, Pastor, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I need God in my life. Today, this Sunday morning, I want to be born again. If you're here right now, you want Jesus into your heart. You want to be born again. Lift up your right hand with me. Lift up your right hand with me. God bless you.
you lift it up high. God bless you. Father, look at every hand that is lifted. Now I want you to say this prayer. And I want the church to join us as we pray this prayer. Everybody say with me. Dear Lord Jesus. This Sunday morning. I receive you. As my Lord. And my Savior. Forgive me. Of all my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. I will follow you. I will trust in you. I will believe in you the rest of my life. Dear Lord Jesus, save me from sin. Save me from wickedness. Save me from evil. Jesus, from today, I am yours. And you are mine. I promise. I promise to follow you the rest of my days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you blessed? Please be seated. I feel blessed indeed. Amen. Amen. And I'm truly excited that we are here. So remember the first two principles and we shall continue. What is principle number one? Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. One more time. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and lives in a body. Principle number two. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. One more time. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Right. We shall do three, four, and five next week Sunday. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want to take an offering and close. Also, we have tithe cards. If you pay, believe in paying tithe, and you might believe in it, God has your blessing as children. Somebody say amen. amen. And blessing is, is released when we honor God in our tithing. So I want you to be someone who believes in tithing. If you don't believe in tithing, you don't believe in God's blessing for your life. Alright? I'm lost. Yeah. If, okay. If you want to give your a, a, a tithe, you can take an envelope. We also have tithe cards that you can. Uh, if you want to get an envelope, if anybody can show you, show your hand, they'll bring it to you. Okay, sir. God bless. Alright? If you just wave your hand, you have a tithe to give to the Lord. Yes, wave your hand, we'll give it to you. Alright? Okay. And um, everybody take out your offering as well. Offering, you want to give 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. Some of you, when you take 10,000 to the shop, it's too small. 